This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. I'm Greg Elliott and this is Sport Today, a weekday sports news podcast designed to keep you on the ball. And I'm Gemma Ryan. It's Monday the 26th of April. In your Sport Today, Ash Barty wins the Stuttgart Open twice and Aussie Olympians might be getting the COVID vaccine. Plus, UK football clubs will boycott social media and the Bulldogs become the first NRL team to use the 18th man. All right, Gem, let's dive in. After the weekend, Gemma, we like to do a wrap-up of the key results. In tennis, Aussie Ash Barty has had a very successful tournament over in Stuttgart, Germany. Overnight, the world number one claimed the singles title in three sets over Arena Sabalenka. Not long after, she then played the doubles final with her partner, American Jennifer Brady, and won that too. It's a pretty successful weekend for Ash. It's a nice birthday celebration for her as well as she turned 25 on Saturday. A bit of trivia, she's the first player to win both the singles and doubles since American Lindsay Davenport 20 years ago. The weekend also marked the last round of the Super Rugby AU, so we now have our finalists. They are the Queensland Reds, Greg, the ACT Brumbies and the Western Force. The Force beat the Reds 30-27 to on Friday night to secure their spot in the finals. It was the Reds' first loss of the year. Yeah, meanwhile, at the other end of the scale, the New South Wales Waratahs finished the season winless. Over in the AFL, Essendon beat Collingwood 109-85 to in their annual Anzac Day clash at the MCG. The big headline, though, it's the biggest crowd since the COVID-19 outbreak with 78,113 people, beating the 67,000 who attended the England v India T20 cricket match in India last month. Aussie Olympic and Paralympic athletes are looking set to get COVID vaccine jabs. The government is looking to make a decision this week on roughly 1,400 athletes and officials. And if you're curious which vaccine they would receive, it's the Pfizer one. That's because of the shorter time frame as the two jabs can be delivered three weeks apart, as opposed to the AstraZeneca one, Gemma, that's 12 weeks apart. Not enough time until the Tokyo Olympics for a 12-week break, Greg. We're now just over 12 weeks from the opening ceremony. As for what other countries are doing, New Zealand commits vaccinating athletes 100 days out. Germany has said they'll vaccinate all athletes and the US is looking to begin their rollout next month, Greg. At present, athletes aren't required to vaccinate to compete, but they'll have to return a negative test upon arrival and departure from Japan. There's still a way to go for it to be confirmed for Aussie athletes. The government has to coordinate a plan with the individual states and also has to consider if it's the right move as there's ordinary citizens trying to return home. But we should have an answer on Friday. The biggest soccer clubs in the UK are boycotting social media to protest against racial abuse. Over the weekend, it was announced a four-day boycott will start from April 30th and last four days. All clubs from the major competitions will participate, including the Premier League and the Women's Super League. Gemma, was there an incident in particular that instigated the boycott? No, it was the collective volume of incidents across English football at all levels, Greg, that sparked this. It came to a head earlier this month with some second-tier clubs like Swansea and Birmingham having a week-long boycott and former Arsenal and French national player Thierry Henry leaving all social media. It was expected that a broader movement would follow and this coordinated movement will also include various governing bodies and anti-discrimination group Kick It Out. 
English football has been trying to take action since February when various bodies sent an open letter to Facebook and Twitter calling for more blocking and immediate action against offensive users, Greg. Now, since that letter, Instagram announced last week that they'll have a new tool to filter abusive messages and Twitter has vowed to continue taking action against abuse. The boycott will start Friday UK time and end on Monday, May 3rd. The Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs have become the first team to use the NRL's 18th man rule during their 18-12 win against the Cronulla Sharks on Saturday night. The extra substitute can be used when either three players from your team fail head injury assessments or HIAs, or when a player suffers a match-ending injury caused by foul play. Which one was this, Jim? So this one was foul play. The opposing player also had to be sent off or sin-binned in order for the 18th player to be used. In this case, CSC for Talakai from the Sharks shoulder charge Bulldog Matt Dury, which earned him a trip to the sin-bin. Dury then failed his head injury assessment, ruling him out of the match, and the Bulldogs activated the 18th man, Brandon Wakeham. As for Talakai, he can accept a four-week ban for his shoulder charge, or he can take his case to the judiciary this week. He'll risk the ban going up to six weeks, though. We'll put a link to the incident in your episode notes. The final two days of the Targa Tasmania have seen two fatal car accidents. It's a notoriously dangerous annual racing competition. On Friday, Shane Navin died after rolling his 1979 Mazda RX-7. Less than 24 hours later, Gemma, driver Lee Mundy and co-driver Dennis Neagle crashed their 2019 Porsche 911. So following these incidents, there will be a report by the coroner. There was a coronial inquest following a fatal incident in 2013, but it hasn't stopped the competition. It's run every year since 1992. So, Greg, drivers cover 2,000 kilometres over six days, and as listeners may have guessed from your descriptions of the cars, Greg, drivers bring their own ones. And although they have to pass certain safety regulation, they aren't as strict and don't have the same technology as, say, the Formula One or supercars. The Targa also takes place on public roads and doesn't have the same safety benefits a purpose-built racing circuit can provide. The toll of the Tasmanian event now totals five deaths. There have also been several deaths at interstate Targa events. Most notably, Aussie racing legend Peter Brock, who died near Perth in 2006. The Targa's description on their website calls it the longest and most dangerous tarmac rally in the world. Catch This is our daily look at the stuff people are talking about from an epic sporting moment, an obscure sport update or an event to pop in your calendar. It's been over two months since Tiger Woods' car crash gem, and over the weekend, Tiger has given us some insight into how he's doing. He Instagrammed a pic of himself on crutches with a big cast on his leg, and his rehab buddy there too, his dog, Bugs. And for anyone who's interested, like me, Bugs is a Border Collie Spaniel mix. Best kind of rehab buddy, I reckon, Greg. (laughs) Tiger said his golf course is coming along faster than his recovery, though, so it sounds like it'll still be a while before you see him back on the links. That course he mentioned, though, Greg, is his $50 million backyard course, by the way. Oh, of course, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's all from us here at Sport Today. Thanks so much for tuning in. And if you like what we're doing, please give your mates a nudge down at the pub. Word of mouth is really good for us. And we'll catch you tomorrow. Tomorrow.